This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Sister Sabrina, Happy New Year to you. How you doing? Happy New Year. I'm blessed. I had a birthday Friday. I'm blessed. I'm alive. Hey, happy birthday to you. Thank you. That's fantastic. How are wow. things going with you? You know, by the way, my mother's birthday is uh, January 2, January 17th. So, uh, oh, two days before mine. Oh, well, we're doing good here. Praise the Lord. Everybody's healthy. Um, Jeremiah is competing in a swimming competition today. Um, oh. Judah and Jemima doing great. Mama doing good. So I can't complain. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. And we live to see that. another year. Amen. So, amen. Praise God for that. Uh, folks, welcome back. We're continuing the marathon tonight, and we're excited to be here with Dr. Sabrina Sessions, Miracle Internet Church, and the Miracle Internet Radio Broadcast. Uh, Sister Sabrina, uh, why don't you open us up in prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you. We have another opportunity to spread the gospel throughout the world. We want to thank you for the community of believers. We want to thank you for the heathen as well. They need to hear the truth too. We want to thank you for the many blessings and your grace that favors us. We thank the Lord Jesus for shedding his blood on the cross of Calvary that we might have this opportunity in life. Yes, we receive salvation, but now we have the opportunity to spread the truth of the gospel to everyone. We want to thank you for giving us the means and the support and the equipment and whatever it took to be able to do this. Thank you for giving us the grace, the anointing, the power, and the love to minister to your people. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping us through every difficult time and hard place. It helped us to grow in faith. We want to thank you for the suffering for the difficulty, for the afflictions, for the persecution, because all of it helped us to grow and to believe you even more. 
So we thank you for tonight, Father. You ordained this time before the foundation of the world. You looked down and you saw our need, and you also saw what you wanted to do in us to make us more like Jesus. And we want to be just like Jesus. So we thank you and we give you praise. We ask for your blessing on both ministries and your blessing on this evening's worship service in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I say amen to that. Uh, Dr. Sabrina, before you bring the word, for those that may not have tuned in before to the broadcast, tell us about your ministry and how people can find you. Well, I'm glad you asked. Welcome, 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 everyone to MiracleInternetChurch.com. Yes, use your browser. Find MiracleInternetChurch.com. We are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, holy, internet church. And we meet on the internet every Wednesday and every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and wherever you are. Amen? It's 6.30 Eastern Time in the U.S., but wherever you are, whatever your time zone, you can participate. Amen? We invite you to do so, and we welcome you. We are a teaching ministry, a healing ministry, a deliverance ministry, a miracle ministry. We were founded in the love of Jesus Christ, and this is the love that we offer to you. Amen? So, if you'd like to join us on Wednesday nights or on Friday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, tune in to area code 519, uh, correction, 319-527-6235. If you'd like to join us on Sunday, we're at that same number, at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S., and whatever time that is, wherever you may happen to be. Amen? Amen. And we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Dr. Sabrina, the mic is yours, and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so very much. First of all, I want to thank Omega Man for this opportunity to minister to you. I really enjoy doing this, in case you didn't know. I want you to know. I really do enjoy doing it. I look forward to it. And um, it's a pleasure. It really is. It's a pleasure to do so. I, I like sharing the Word of God with people. And you will are willing to put up with me, so thank you. <laughs> so thank you very, very much. I, I really look forward to it more than you realize. Me too. It is a great joy in my life, and it wouldn't be the same without you. Well, thank you very I, much. I, it wouldn't. It's like you're you're you know like you live next door. It's like yes. that. If you didn't live next door, my neighborhood wouldn't be the same. <laughs> well, I feel the same about you, and uh, you are doing a fantastic job at all people here at Miracle Internet. Uh, God bless you all for the great work you're doing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, his evil spirits and angels, his dominion 
his demonic agents. We cancel all of their assignments and agendas against the righteous in the name of Jesus. Right now, we take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of ungodliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers, and we come into agreement with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We pull down We pull down all demonic thrones, wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We bind every demon that was sent to interfere with this broadcast or with your reception of it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them. We send them to the feet of Jesus to be judged right now. Father, we thank you for releasing the angels to do that work in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See, just a simple little prayer. Amen. Amen. You know, you have to tell them where to go or they just hang around. You know how that works. So tonight we're going to we're going to open up the airways in the realm of the spirit. Yes, we are. You see, there are more people that need to hear this than are presently listening. And so we're going to ask our father for a miracle. Is that all right with you all? I hope so, because that's what we're going to do. (laughs) Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy. You've been waiting for us. We're ready now. We come before your throne, repenting of our sin. Repenting of not doing all that we could in your name. We ask you to forgive us of our sin. We ask you to convict us. Holy Spirit, we we request your convicting power tonight in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you've crowned us with righteousness. You've given us the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. And in his righteousness, under the blood of Jesus, we approach your throne. We ask, Father, for a miracle tonight. We ask you to take this broadcast and spread it literally all over the world. We thank you. We take authority, dominion, and power over every entity, every conclave, every cult, every coven, every witch, every warlock, every wizard, every witch doctor, every shaman, every evil person, every occult activities, all occult entities, foreign and whatever else there exists that we have not met yet. We bind all of them in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid any interference and any hindrance. Father, we ask you to release as many of your mighty angels as is necessary to accomplish this. We thank you for the work that you're accomplishing in the second heaven right now in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, saints, tonight, what did I say we're going to call this? Because I promised to have a title ready for Omega Man. We're going to call this Living in Faith. 
That's what what we're calling this. Living in faith. Amen. Saints, we are Christians. We are Christians. Christ-like. That's what we are. We think, well, since I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to have faith. Yes, we are. But many times, if we are truthful, we find ourselves coming short of the faith which we need. That's right. That's not God's fault. Okay? He's given us what we need. His son, Jesus. When we admit this to ourselves, when we tell ourselves the truth, we are well on our way to the faith which we seek. It's not that we do not have any faith at all. No, that's not the case. It's that we are aware that there is faith beyond our present expression. Yes, let's take the mask off. Let's be truthful and transparent with our Savior and ourselves. Even the apostles had a sort of faith when they were first with Jesus in Cana. You see, they were at one place then. They were at another place in Gethsemane. They were at another place after the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. And they were at yet another place on the day of Pentecost. It's the truth. Go back and read. You'll see. They did believe on him in a way. However, they did not yet have the faith which overcomes the world. Well, we're in the end times. No, we're not coming to the end times. We're already here. We've been here for a while. We need to have the faith that overcomes the world because that's what it requires now. That's what we're called to. The faith that overcomes the world. No, not the faith that overcomes the people down the street. No, that's not it. The faith that overcomes the world and its entire system. That's where we need to head to. That's where we're going. The faith which we are moving towards, Saint, is sure, trust, and confidence in our God. That's what it is. It's sure. It's steadfast. It's just what the scriptures tell us it is. But it's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to walk in it. It's one thing to read about it, to say, okay, that's what happened to them. Very nice. It's another thing to live it, to walk in it, to move in it. Two completely different worlds. Well, it's time to move on from just reading to walking in it. Amen? Jude, verse 3. Jude, verse 3. Jude, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation... It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you like I'm doing tonight 
that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Well, that faith is still in the earth. That's right. That faith may not look like what it looks like in your community. Amen. But this faith that's written about in Jude, the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, it's still in the earth. All right. I want you to know that this is not an imaginary thing. It's real and it's live. We are encouraged in this scripture to earnestly contend. Contend. Contending means there's some warfare that has to take place. Yes, warfare must take place. Holy Spirit led warfare must take place. It must. The kingdom of God suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. We are encouraged in this scripture to earnestly. I mean, that means we've got to give it our all. Earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. You say, well, if they got it, why do we have to contend for it? Because here comes the devil to try to get us to walk out of it. And he's been quite successful. We now have entire denominations split on whether or not you should have LGBTQIA day at church or not. Amen? Some of us are old enough to know that we would never have envisioned such before. But it's here. Now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. We, most of us, have experienced forgiveness from our sins. Most of us are now experiencing a oneness with God through the work of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Many imagine they have this type of faith, but they don't. You know, you can sit there and imagine yourself Uh, swimming out in the ocean. But until you actually get out in the water, you're not swimming, dear. That's just your imagination running away with you. You know, they have these, um, I forget what they call them, where you put it on your head and it's like a viewfinder. And you think it's real what's going on that you see, but it's not. It's just in there with you in the viewfinder. Virtual reality. Yes, thank you. Virtual reality game things. And you see, it's a false world. It's not the real world because the real world, you're about to to bump into the couch. You're about to fall over on top of the dog. And unfortunately, many Christians read the Bible as though it's a virtual reality world instead of a true world where they are present. That's dangerous. It really is. That's extremely dangerous. Jesus never called us to have artificial intelligence. He gave us the real thing. Think about it. 
Amen. He gave us the real thing. Adam named all of those animals. He didn't have artificial intelligence. He had the real thing. Think about it. God breathed into him. He didn't need anything artificial. He had the real thing. Ah, yes. It is a progressive walk with the Lord, which brings us to the faith which enables us to say, not to read, to say. You know, the Bible says, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Okay? To say, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Most of the body of Christ can't say that yet. They can read it, but they, they don't live it. And I don't think you need me to give you any examples. You've seen them. Amen. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. My. I do not frustrate the grace of God. That's a good place to repent right there because most of us are guilty. And it's the truth. It took the Apostle Paul some time and much suffering and difficulties before he could say this. Nor will you arrive overnight either. Jesus has given us the legal authority to use his name, to take authority over Satan, yet we must grow in faith in this area also. He delegated all authority, all power of rule in heaven and in earth to the church, to the body of Christ. That would be us, saints, not somebody else. The Lord Jesus compared himself to a man who was going on a long journey and left his servants in charge of his house. Well, saints, that is precisely what the Lord Jesus did. The Lord Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. He finished his earthly assignment through obedience. 
through continued, consistent, unchanging, unswerving obedience. Obedience. He defeated Satan and stripped him of his power over us. He was exalted and given a name that is above every name. And he gave the church that name to use against the strategies, against the agendas, against the activities of the enemy, if we will. The church now has all the power and authority of that name to stop the enemy. This earth does not belong to the rulership of Satan. No, it doesn't. He didn't create one and he doesn't have one either. No, it belongs to the sons of the true and living God. Jesus intends for the church to rule and reign with him through the power he invested into the church through his name. Now that Satan has been dethroned, so to speak, we are expected, expected to reign in this life through Jesus Christ. This is not a cocky work of the flesh. This is not a cocky work of the flesh. Instead, it is in deepest reverence and honor to our Savior. None of us are second and third and fourth class citizens. No, we have become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation unto God. I think we've forgotten that. I do believe so. We are a kingdom of priests and a holy nation unto God. In Exodus chapter 19, beginning with verse 5. Exodus chapter 19, beginning with verse 5. It reads as follows. Now, therefore, if. Ye will obey my voice indeed, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. All right. So, you know, it's not like you're, you're sipping your coffee and reading the newspaper and you read this and go, okay. It should, it should grab hold of you on the inside. It should mean more to you than, okay, Lord, that was nice. You know what I mean? I think you do. Revelation. Hoo-hoo. You know, sometimes when you make mistakes, it's not you, it's the Holy Spirit. Revelation, let me pull that scripture up, since I'm about to tell you. 
Revelation. Yes, Lord. Chapter 20, verse 4. Revelation, chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Well, what doth hinder us? I have a suggestion. It's found in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. It's found in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. And while you're turning there, which shouldn't take you long, I want to reiterate that that scripture that we read in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, explains to us that there are those who will live and reign with Christ a thousand years. Yet, saints, today, we must begin to grow into that work. We can't sit here and act like, oh, that's for somebody else way down the road. No, he didn't tell you that, now did he? So how did you come up with that idea? Amen? So now that you've arrived at Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, he explains to us what a great part of our problem is. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Really, Jesus? Yes. Why? Because thou hast left thy first love. Hmm. Uh, but I know he's serious about it. Because thou hast left thy first love. Jesus isn't first place anymore. What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean by that? Okay, I'll give you an example. COVID. All over the world. There are people on various kinds of jobs. Hospital jobs, medical jobs, all kinds of jobs. And they tell them through intimidation that if you don't take this shot, we're going to fire you. And so what do they do? Go along to get along. Inside, they know it's wrong. They may not have done all the critical thinking that they should do, but they know something's wrong and it's not right. They know something is terribly bad wrong. But rather than follow their the unction within them, they silence that voice within. And they choose to take it so they can pay their mortgage and they can buy the second car. And they can send Johnny to college at this school. And on and on and on it goes. They go along to get along. But they deny the power of Jesus Christ. Just one example. Just one. Just one example. 
just one. Saints, today we must begin to grow into that work. Today we can rule and reign with him in the power and authority of his name. But you know we're going to actually have to walk in truth for that. Yes, we're going to actually have to walk in truth. Going along to get along is not truth. It's idolatry. That's what it is. It's compromise, which is idolatry. He said, you've left your first love. Hmm. How did the vows used to go? And forsaking all others, keep so-and-so unto you, only so-and-so. For as long as you both shall live. I think that's something about how it used to go. I don't think they say those words anymore. I don't know if they still know that they exist. You see, when you came to Jesus, you told him that you gave him your entire life. Okay. But when it came down to a paycheck to pay the mortgage, without having to stay on your face and fast and pray for it. You opted for the easy way out, or at least a lot of people did. Well, he said he was going to shake everything that could be shaken until that that cannot be shaken would remain. Hmm. You see, we're determining if we're going to walk on that wide road or the narrow one by our decisions every day. Let's see. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Proverbs 3, verses... Yes, excellent example. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Do we do this or do we just read it? You see, it's one thing to read it. It's another thing to do it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. What? That's right. That means you can't know it all. You have to go before the Lord. That's right. That means you can't call call the shots in your life. That's what it means when he's the Lord of your life. He calls the shots. You don't. You obey. You yield to his spirit and you obey him. In all, it didn't say a few of thy ways, in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct. Didn't say anything about you directing a thing. And he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Start stop thinking you know everything. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What's the evil thinking you know everything? Leaning to your own understanding. Not acknowledging him in all your ways. And directing your own paths. Trusting self instead of Jesus. That's called idolatry. Moving right along. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. God is so good to us. He really is. We 
We need to think about these things. We are not waiting to be delivered out of Satan's hands. We are already delivered. We've been delivered. Jesus did that for us. We are not waiting to obtain our inheritance. We have already obtained it in Christ. We're supposed to be walking in it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what he said. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 10. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 10. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We've already obtained. That's past tense. Also, we have obtained. That's past tense. We've got it. An inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things. How? According to your feelings. According to your thoughts. According to your relatives. No. After the counsel of his own will. Who would have thought? We are not waiting to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are seated with him right now. So, this is our legal position right this moment. Go down to verse 19 since we're already in Ephesians 1. Let's go down to verse 19. You see, we read it, but when are you going to walk it? Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? Well, that knocks off half the body of Christ right there, the who believe part. According to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Okay, so now we have the goods, but what are you going to do with them? It's wonderful that you bought that new luggage. When are you going to use it? Just wondering. Just a question. But I would think about it if I were you because I, we have to give an account for what we've done in our bodies. Or what we fail to do. We still have been given power over all the power of the enemy. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. You know this one by heart. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, do you believe him or not? Well, the devil attacked my finances. But what did you do about it? He never asked you to whine. He's given you a lot of things you can do, but whining is not one of them. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're in agreement with me because that's the truth of the scriptures. Amen. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your word. So, let's use the power which we have been given. Satan operates, steals, kills, and destroys illegally. Saints, as the body of Christ, we've allowed Satan to take too much territory. Yes, too much territory. In our own personal lives, in our own personal lives, in our own personal lives, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our communities, in our states, in our nation, in our world. Why would we just sit there and let a thief rob us blind? Why would anybody do that? We cannot afford to be lax in our assignments from God. Your spiritual warfare matters in your neighborhoods and community. It is against the will of God for us to continue to sit back and allow Satan to gain control of our streets, our neighborhoods, our communities, and our governments through unrighteous leaders, which we, in the flesh, elect through our lack of voting according to God's will. See, some people think that voting, well, first of all, there are a whole lot of Christians who don't vote, period. I can't explain that to you. They want to talk about it, but they don't want to do anything about it. Many of them aren't even registered to vote. I can't explain that to you. I've never believed in that. I was doing uh, campaigning when I was, what, 10, 11, 12, 13? And I ran across this lady. We were, we were going down the street passing out brochures for the candidate that was running in our community that lived across the street from me. And I ran across this lady sitting on her porch, and we were talking to her. And she told us that her husband did her voting for her. Do you realize that that was way back when I was like 12 years old? And I remember it to this day. And I said, nobody else can vote for me. I will vote what I believe myself. I think that was one of my pivot points in life. I hope you had one too. I really do because you have to answer to Jesus for what you've done or not done. Amen. That's right. We're part of what goes on down here. We we can't claim, oh Lord, they're doing this, they're doing that. What have we done about it? What have we done about it? You know, I want to talk for a split second about this organization called True the Vote. 
they have people that don't get paid anything and nobody knows their name that are putting their necks on the line to ensure that voters understand what their rights are, that understand that they have the capability and power to do something about what they don't like or don't want in their communities and in their world. Well, in the same frame of thought, what are you doing about what is not of God's will? Because he said that he wanted things to run on earth the way they do in heaven. But we know we don't see that yet. So are you in agreement with God or not? Okay, we'll just keep right on going. Amen. I'll say it again. It is against the will of God for us to continue to sit back and allow Satan to gain control of our streets, our neighborhoods, our communities, our children, our relatives, our families, and our governments through unrighteous leaders, which we in the flesh that we're not supposed to be in that elect or through our lack of voting according to God's will. For some reason, we have the nerve to pit our opinions against the true will of God when it comes to the vote. Voting is not as it was in high school. It is not a personality contest. Well, I don't like the way he said it. Well, what difference does it make what you like? What difference it makes is what Jesus likes. You see, when you finally recognize his true lordship, what you think is pales in comparison. It's what he thinks that matters. Why? Because you finally yielded to his authority. Amen? You have finally yielded and submitted to his authority. Remember, he's still at the beginning. He was God and we were dust. Well, that's that's the way it still is. He's still God and we're still dust. Amen. We need to keep that in mind. You know, it helps when you remember things like this. Amen. We are to cast our vote for the candidate of God's choosing. Not whether or not you like what color uh, dress or tie they they wore to the debate. Or whether or not you thought one was more articulate than the other. Or any number of carnal motives that you could use. We are to seek the will of our God and do his will. That's what we're supposed to do. Because in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. I thought, I feel, I want is the flesh. And demons work with the flesh. We are called to commit our flesh to death through crucifixion. 
we still think that we can vote without fasting and seeking the will of God first. It might mean you have to turn the news off for a while. With one word, God could destroy every trace of sin and wickedness from the face of the earth. Remember, he's done that already, so he's proven that. He has a proven track record. But that's not his method this time. God has chosen to work through his church, through you and through me. That's what he's decided to do. So don't you think we need to at least cooperate with him? You know, the Bible says that two can't walk together lest they be agreed. A coward is a person who lacks the courage to do or endure dangerous or unpleasant things. So I want you to think about some of the people that are sticking their necks out there to get us the truth of what's really going on. There are lots and lots of people doing things in the background to make this work. What are you doing? They've been called weaklings. Yes, these cowardice people thing. You know, they don't want to endure day. They don't want to be a J6 prisoner. As if anybody would want to do that anyway. They've been called weaklings, namby-pambies, mouse, chicken, scaredy cat. Cowards are often depicted with the tail between the hind legs. Cowardice is a trait wherein excessive fear prevents a saint from taking a risk or danger. So you just take the jab so you can keep your job. It indicates a failure of character in the face of a challenge. They are not brave and are not too eager and are too eager, excuse me, to avoid danger, difficulty or pain. Most often, this is an easily intimidated saint. These saints avoid doing something that is difficult or unpleasant. If you view yourself as courageous when you are not, you are deceived and lying to yourself and others. Weak means lacking in strength. Cowardly means that you are a soul who avoids unpleasant things which must be done so much so that you refuse to engage. Or you fear upholding good because it is good. And you fear opposing the evil because it is evil. Jesus consistently rebukes the way of the coward. Jesus hates the way of choosing self over loving others. Jesus hates seeking ease at the expense of the down and out. Jesus hates 
helping out your own cause when it oppresses or neglects the poor and needy. You see, all actions have consequences. And so does lack of action. Proud cowards have expanded egos, but nothing to back it up. This is called false pride. This saint talks a big talk, but in reality has little to no substance or faith to back it up. Fear and excess self-concern which override doing or saying what is righteous and good is known as, wait for it, sin. That's what it is. If this is the case with you, I advise that you take every available opportunity to repent. You know, you really don't know how many more opportunities that you will have to repent of this. So take advantage of all of them, please. Ask Jesus to challenge and change you. He loves you and he'll help you. Amen. And that's all I'm going to say. Because if he's since he's written his word and his laws on your heart, you already know what the case is. You know, I, I was talking to somebody who had a disability yesterday, and we were talking about the fact that um, the government here in the state of Pennsylvania is now hounding the Amish dairy people. Why? Because they want to they wanna make something over unpasteurized milk. And when I brought up the subject, another lady was present, and she was from Pennsylvania. Can you believe it? Yes. She said, I'm from Pennsylvania, and I've, I drank unpasteurized milk all my life. In fact, I believe that that's part of the reason that I don't have some of these disease states these other people have. And I said to her, and you are right. Well, what does that have to do with cowardice? And and what does that have to do with living boldness like a lion, like Jesus said? Plenty. The three of us were not afraid to hold the conversation in public. We were not afraid to acknowledge that this is the way life is and something needs to be done about it. But the question is, who's going to do something about it? Are you? Or once you leave this earth, are you going to appear before God as a coward? I was wondering. I was wondering about that. And so, I'm going to leave that with you to ponder and to meditate upon. There's plenty of work to be done in God's kingdom. Plenty. We have global elites that are trying to take over, and they're discovering that they have lost 
the trust of the people. The people don't believe them anymore. Somebody had to do the legwork. And somebody had to talk. And somebody had to disagree. And somebody had to stick their neck out. And somebody had to go do the footwork to help move that thought process along that these people are lying to us. Somebody had to push in the spirit to bring the pressure that was needed to bring about change. Somebody had to do that. But what are you doing? See, you can't claim that you're a great baseball player if you spent your entire career in the dugout. You actually have to get on the field and swing the bat. I think you get my point. Omega Man, what do you think? Absolutely. We got too many armchair quarterbacks out there. It's time to get into action mode. You know, I find it interesting that you said that because when I was telling the church about my thoughts and feelings about all of that protest in D.C., Uh, from the Jewish community and the pro-Hamas community, I said the following. I said, let me tell you, this is what I believe. I believe I'm not going to take a side in this mess, and I'll tell you why. I said, I do not believe that you can referee the Super Bowl from sitting at home in your armchair with your remote and with your popcorn or whatever you choose to eat and your beer. And you cannot manage, you cannot significantly change what goes on over there if you're still over here. If you feel so strongly about it, you need to get on an airplane and go right over there and get in the middle of it. And do not come back until you have resolved the matter. That's right. That's what I believe. (laughs) That's what I believe. I believe if you feel so strongly that you're marching up and down in Washington, D.C., a very safe place comparison to there, and you can say whatever you want to say here, you need to get your happy little face on an airplane and go in another direction. Take that 13 to 16-hour trip, however long it is now, and make sure you stay there till the situation is brought under control. That's what I believe. Amen to that. You cannot, you can't referee the Super Bowl sitting on your couch with your headpiece on or your earbuds in. You actually have to have the authority to even be at the Super Bowl, much less to be a referee. And then you have to have that little white cap on your head. Amen? That's the way I call it. That's right. Amen. So it's enough for Christians sitting back, talking about who they think and what they think. In the meantime, our whole world is falling apart. People that that have been elected by no one are trying to tell everybody else how to live their lives. And whether or not you can have a gas stove in your house while they leave our armaments 
over in Afghanistan and our people in Afghanistan. But they want to give all our hard-earned money to Ukraine. Excuse me? That's the truth. Preach it. I think there's a problem with that. I really do. I think instead of giving our money, they ought to give their own. That's right. I think if your last name is Fauci, you need to go find an island before I come get you. Absolutely. (laughs) And then God's going to get him too. He's going to the lake of fire if he doesn't repent. You know, there's some people I don't know if they can find repentance. Remember, there was somebody in the Bible that looked for it and couldn't get any. Remember that? Very true. Some people can uh, wait too late and spurn the Holy Spirit too long that they get turned over to a reprobate mind. Too late. Uh Uh-huh. They've done their thing. What a powerful message tonight, Dr. Sabrina. Living in faith. Mm-hmm. We're almost out of time, but if you're coming in late, you want to get this one. This is a powerful call to action. Dr. Green, tell people seconds. how they can be part of Miracle Internet Church. Tune into the program and support your ministry. Our church can be found through your browser at miracleinternetchurch.com. Miracle Internet church.com we are live on the internet every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30pm Eastern time in the US and whatever time that is where you are we are live every Sunday at 12.30pm Eastern time in the US and wherever you are And should you not be able to join us when we are live, you may always go to our archives. That's on our website. When the page comes up, it says archives. Click that link and scroll down until you find the message you're looking for. God will speak to you. We are a Christian, Protestant, non-denominational, miracle teaching. Hallelujah. That's nice, God. Deliverance healing ministry and we love Jesus Christ and we love his people come and join us praise the Lord folks be a part of it Dr. Sabrina we love you great message and would you uh, look at your schedule and let me know what you'd like for February I just started working on it so it's wide open yes sir thank you very much I'll do just that salute to you too salute to you my friend we love you great word love you we'll see you soon thank you Thank you, Dr. Love you. Bye-bye. You're quite welcome. Folks, here we go. Yes, sir. Call. Okay, stand by. Let me save this. We'll be right back.